Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24, 15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day. Whom you will serve. But that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day, whom you will serve. But that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, Networld, and thank you for tuning in. We're continuing in our series titled, The Family Bible Revolution, An End Time Message for His Generational Blessing. We left off yesterday talking about the third essential for the Family Bible Revolution being anointed and appointed. Because those who have been given the responsibility and the authority for managing family worship have also been anointed and appointed to do the job. We read an interesting list in Nehemiah 9.32 which says, Now therefore our God, the great, the mighty, and awesome God, who keeps covenant and mercy, do not let all the trouble seem small before you that has come upon us, our kings and our princes, our priests and our prophets, our fathers, and on all your people from the days of the kings of Assyria until this day. And as we spoke yesterday, notice how fathers are included in the leadership group of kings, princes, priests, and prophets. So, whether you're a king, a prince, a priest, a father, a husband, a mother, a wife, a master of the house, CEO, president, owner, foster parent, guardian, or single, you have a position in life. Many of us carry more than one position, like a pastor, father, husband, and business owner. Regardless of position, God appoints, anoints, and enables those he calls who answer that call. Now, there are four basic areas of government where God delegates authority. First being civic, second corporate, third domestic, and fourth the church. Civic, or civil government, is within the community, the state, and the country. Corporate government is within the labor or work field. Domestic government is within the family and home. And church government is within the church. There are established positions of authority within each group. However, there can also be crossover governing between these groups. With respect and honor to each group, they operate that authority according to their relationship. In other words, a corporation may have its own established authority structure and rules. However, civic government can establish laws state or countywide that affect all corporations, such as minimum wage requirements and hiring and firing laws. Civic and corporate governments are established by man and hopefully The laws have been established and determined through the righteousness and justice of God's word. Domestic or family government is established by God, and again, hopefully, the family has decided to follow those laws of righteousness and justice accordingly. Church government is also established by God, and civic and corporate government should have little to do with its government principles except when they put communities in danger or jeopardy. Whatever position of government or authority you've been given, if you've been called to that position by God, he has also anointed and enabled you to fulfill that call. Why is this important? 
because over the years, the role of fatherhood has been dumbed down by several large institutions. One, the media through TV shows showing the father as stupid, inept, and incompetent. Two, the government educational system taking the education responsibility away from parents and declaring prayer, godly morals, abstinence, and religion are no longer valid subjects. Three, the church has adopted the same principle of government education by removing the parents from their biblical role. And four, inflation and the cost of living causing both parents to have to work and hire outside child care instead of saving the money by paying themselves to raise their children. It's a rat race that has caused division in the home, division between husband and wife, division between parents, division between parents and children, division between siblings, division between children and grandparents, division, division, and more division. Today, many parents are looking for places to drop off their kids rather than do things together. Why? Because all our institutions, including the church, has implied it's the better way rather than follow the word of God and do it his way. We live in a fractured and divided society where most fathers have little to no relationship with their children. The big question is, where can we take them and drop them off? The unappointed, the unanointed, and the unenabled hirelings are raising our families and we are expecting good results? Something is wrong. We must return to the principles of God's word and trust him. We must use our faith to fulfill our positions of authority. It does not take a Bible school graduate or theology expert to open the Bible at home, read a few verses, and discuss what it means. It does not take an on-fire, spirit-filled, tongue-talking, Bible-believing preacher to pray for his wife and children at the kitchen table. All it needs to be is a father who wants to obey the call, a father who will step up and use his faith to do what God has instructed. Appointed and anointed speaks of calling, gifting, and the God-given ability to fulfill that call. Reading Nehemiah 9.32 again, Now therefore our God, the great, the mighty, and awesome God, who keeps covenant and mercy, do not let all the trouble seem small before you that has come upon us, our kings and our princes, our priests and our prophets, our fathers, and on all your people, from the days of the kings of Assyria until this day. In that giant list of leadership, the fathers are right among the bunch. Shaq Hill, who's running for state senator in Virginia, he and his wife have had one child by birth, 46 foster children, and four adopted children. He wrote four excellent blogs in May of 2015. The title was Reclaiming American Fatherhood. And this is part one, The Problem. He says, Virginia, we have a problem. A fatherhood problem. I wish I could tell you that fatherhood was alive and well in America, but I can't. American fatherhood is alive, but it is not well. Most of the 20th century America was not only materially prosperous, she was morally prosperous. We Americans were not without our problems, but we believed in a moral code. It was a code of honor. That code included truthfulness, loyalty, virtue, hard work, and respect for others. Americans were motivated by God, family, and country. American men were often faithful, brave, patriotic, and religious. And even if you were none of these, as most men were less than perfect, the culture admired men who were. Even more than virtue, many movies celebrated fatherhood. Some of the top box office hits were It's a Wonderful Life, Father of the Bride, and The Sound of Music. On the small screen, this tribute to fatherhood was clear. In shows like Father Knows Best, Bonanza, 
Ozziet and Harriet, my three sons, and Leave it to Beaver, the father played a central role. In fact, many of the shows during this era were about the father, and more importantly, the father was the hero. However, by late 1960s and early 1970s, major movies changed, and so did the perception of American fatherhood. Major box office movies explored dark subjects. Movies like A Clockwork Orange, Deliverance, and Midnight Cowboy invited viewers to examine disturbing and horrifying ideas. And, no coincidence, fatherhood was often no longer seen as good. Now it was something to be questioned, mocked, and rejected. Michael Medved, in his book Hollywood vs. America, has outlined a lot of this. This anti-father sentiment continues. Melved writes, In today's climate, a television series called Father Knows Best would be absolutely unthinkable. It would be deemed too judgmental, authoritarian, patriarchal, and perhaps even sexist. A program entitled Father Knows Nothing would stand a far better chance. The absence of men being good fathers, faithful husbands, and family leaders is seen in the rioting and murders in Baltimore, Ferguson, Chicago, and other troubled hotspots. Shaq Hill continues in part two of Reclaiming American Fatherhood. He says, Last week we explored how fathers in the past were the heroes in movies and on TV. Unfortunately, today, movies without a father in the story are pretty common. Perhaps the greatest example of this is the Disney Toy Story movies. These are, in many ways, wonderful movies. The central character in the story, a young boy named Andy, has a room full of exciting toys, a great imagination, and a loving mother. But one thing is curiously absent, a father. As many Toy Story fans have observed, Andy's father is never mentioned. The director was asked about this in an interview to which he responded, We don't mean to be mysterious about it. It's just never been relevant to the story. Fatherhood was not relevant to the story. That's a very telling commentary. The fact is, liberal Hollywood has increasingly written fatherhood out of the American storybook. Many have observed that if there is a movie about a strong man or a tough guy, the one thing we can be pretty sure about is that this guy is not a father. The action heroes are often divorced and estranged from their wives and children if they ever had children at all. Rather than produce movies about the bonding of fathers and children, we have the James bonding of men. James Bond is, more or less, the perfect cinematic man. He dresses well, he drives great cars, he drinks good liquor, he works out, he's brave. Oh, and one other thing, women love him. This we know for sure. In 23 James Bond films so far, the character has been with over 50 women. In his illustrious career, James Bond has fought communists and criminal masterminds. But there's one mission that James Bond has not undertaken, and that's fatherhood. The James Bond story illustrates an insistent Hollywood belief. You can be a strong man, or you can be a father. You cannot be both. You know what's funny about this? In real life, those who put their lives on the line for their country are often those who are married with children. When I was flying combat missions over enemy territory, my fellow pilots were married with children in almost all cases. James Bond wasn't up there. Maybe he was too busy. But in fiction... This is the insistent idea. Strong men are not fathers, and fathers are not strong men. That's a great blog from Shaq Hill. Now, I want to define three words, calling, appointed, and anointed. Matthew twenty-two fourteen 14 says, 
For many are called, but few chosen. 1 Corinthians 1, 26-31 says, For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty, and the base things of the world, and the things which are despised God has chosen, and the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God, and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. That, as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. A good definition of called is invited. For many are invited, but few are chosen. For you see your invitation, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many noble are invited. Wow, I hate to stop here, but that's all the time we have today. So I look forward to being with you in my next netcast. Mark your calendar, set your clock, and tune in next time as we continue in establishing the Family Bible Revolution, an end-time message for His generational blessing. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.